0: Yo, guys, welcome back to the Snow Show. I'm Snow, that's SNOW
1: for you didn't know. Mm-hmm. For today's episode, I'm here with a good friend of mine.
0: So, for the people out there, just introduce yourself, bro. My name is chapel Chapo2 Cozy, or Chaps if you know me. <laughs> uh, I do music and yeah, we go uni really together, that's so my guy still. Okay, okay. So, just for people
1: out there, see, I know your sound and type mm. of the type that you do. What would you say? Yeah, what type of music do you do? What type of artist would you say you are?
0: You see, I used to say grind to people, but then I deep that like, real grind is like, like gets, like don't mind like skeptic, like back in the day, like the clashes. I think if I had to put it into a category, I have to say rap or hip hop, but mm-hmm. more towards rap. Just mm-hmm. because I don't think I stick with like one particular type of beat. Like in a way they have like a millions type beat or like an essential C type beat. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could have a Chapo type beat. Like for example, if you listen to Path to Pain, you can see like it's all like different mm-hmm. consistency. I said rap. Sorry, long winded, but yeah, rap. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's calm. It's calm. No worries.
1: Um. <coughs> so going on from that, would you say that your
0: journey? Okay, just to me to start off wait, Um, how
1: was your music journey been? Uh, like, what made you decide to you gonna start music, or did you you've always been interested in music and making music?
0: Yeah, I think music's been a part of my life for like a while, but it wasn't, it was like things that I look back now and I see them I'm like, oh crap, like this was a sign. Mm-hmm. But back when it was happening, I didn't realise it. I think the major thing that I made me actually I started taking it seriously and wanting to release music was I wanted to do, so just to tell you a quick anecdote, I got the FIFA 18 beta, which is basically they gave me access to the game earlier. So, I was like, this is an opportunity. I want to do YouTube. I told my older bro, he got me a mic, a camera, all of this to do YouTube. So, Mm -hmm. I went to set up YouTube, but I had to edit my own videos. And as you know, editing is long. So long. So long ended, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I'm not going to edit. So, then one of my boys, JXL, who you might know because I do music with him, I knew he'd done rap. So, I was like, oh, I've got a mic at my yard. Come through. Like, you can use it for whatever. And then I was like, oh, let me show you this because I've been working, like, just rapping to beats that everyone does. And then i showed them at 16 and we actually made the up city from there and i joined that's when i joined flex cozy like the collective and i think that's when i like seriously started doing music but mm-hmm. like i remember when i was like younger like 10 when i made like a song got me and my little bro used to performing or like one time in english and like eight. they asked me to write a poem and i made it right like a verse. but i wasn't thinking about it back then mm-hmm. and then apart from that i got a shout my guy ab man of brown because in like year 10, year 11, he used to force me, or like, not force, but like encourage me to like freestyle mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and I think that like obviously practice makes
1: perfect. Mm. Mm. So do you think you've always been that like musically intended, I not know if that's the right word, but like musically, music has always been a part of what you've been doing regardless, even though you didn't consciously made this decision, do you think it's been a thing where you, the path to
0: music was always there for you? Yeah. If you decided to, to take it or not? People would know me, a lot of people that know me would think it's more to do with football kind of thing because that's what I've done. But even like back in the day, I don't know if you did as well, I was in like the church choir and you like mm-hmm. know you come on stage when you have like Children's Day, like that kind of thing. I remember I used to love like Tiny Temper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> guys, but I never really thought, oh, I want to be a rapper or I want to make songs mm-hmm. until like 2016, 2017-ish. And mm-hmm. say that's when I started kind of thinking about doing it more and more
1: okay so obviously you're nigerian right what was that like having like nigerian parents? because i feel like it's hit and miss like some nigerian parents are like yeah whatever makes you happy just stick to it and someone like no education or actually played football i like, know football education that's it so what was it like when they started to learn that you wanted to rap or be a rapper or like what was their reaction like to that because i know me personally I know my parents would support it, but they'd be like, mm. Why does he want to be a rapper? Why does he want to be? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel like they've got this persona of who rappers are and who like music people
0: yeah, are. Yeah, and it's, I feel like that was have been so hard for you. Nah, definitely. I get what you mean because, like like you said, when they think of rappers, they think of like drugs. Yeah, women and strippers. was like, you just, you don't know, see girls in there. <laughs> <No. laughs> like, I'm was not trying to get banged. <laughs> nah, for like, Obviously, I feel like my mum knew, but it wasn't something that she addressed and not something I brought to the forefront. So because I was like 17 when I started properly making music and like 16 when I was writing bars, obviously you can imagine like some of the stuff I was rapping about wasn't exactly PG content. So I didn't show my music to my mum. But over time, obviously, because I'm posting it, I have like my cousins and like family friends, EDC, She's hearing it through the grapevine and she's just, my mum's a very strong woman of God so she's just very in don't kind of swear in your music don't talk about women like that kind of thing like try and promote God so then nowadays only recently when I made the greatest ever so the track about my mum on Path to Mm Pave I showed that to her when we were in Mm Nige and she actually really liked that and I think it's because of it's more Wholesome content, and I think at first she might have been kind of like, Oh, why does he want to be a rapper? Focus on her studies, but then um, when she was like, when she was seeing obviously, because I made a track for like her, and it's like something positive, I think now she's more supportive of it. Mm-hmm. But it was something that maybe at first she just kind of left, but then when she's seen, Okay, he's been doing this for like mm-hmm. two, three years now, and I think she can also see that I'm getting better. It's like, Okay, if it's making them happy, kind of thing, it's mm-hmm. that, but at the same time. I'm also in uni and doing other stuff as well, so I don't know how she'd feel if, for a, say, I said I want to drop out of uni and just pursue music. Mm-hmm. I can't lie, even though I love me, I don't think she's back now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's
1: back now. Yeah, no one's there. I feel like I think, think I'm just seeing see it. it on like Twitter. I think you got like Nigerian artists like Burna Boy. Who now that they are big, their parents are finding like they're very comfortable with them pursuing that lifestyle being in that lifestyle. And I'm sure their parents don't really care like what their music is about. I'm sure they do, but I feel like you just need to get through that period of time where they're like against them, you'll yeah. fighting them. I feel like it just takes maybe like like just one song that might change their mind of how serious you are or how good you are about it. Do you get know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah, with Nigerian parents, called like ethnic parents, it's hard. Like I feel like a lot of that's got to do with how they were brought up, like, they brought up work hard, they'll, they'll go somewhere, like, be educated. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now, a day where you went optional, exploring more creative stuff, it's like they don't really understand, they don't understand why you don't want to stay away from a path that's, do you know what I mean, that's not already <laughs> yeah. set. Like, so I feel like, it's good, definitely, that you do have that back in your parents. I know a lot of artists don't, a lot of people trying to do music they don't have that back in their parents, their parents don't really. Understand why they would do music or back them. So, like that's definitely a good thing that you do have done. Following on from that, um, why did you choose the name trapper? or why?
0: What made you like go for that name? That
1: yeah, what made you
0: go for that? Yeah, no, I actually love this question where people ask. It, I don't know because the other day I used to tell people that. It's, um, Back in the day when I was like 15, 16, mm-hmm. you know, like when everyone was on Snapchat and like everybody says the best house parties were in like year 10, year 11. Mm-hmm. So then back then, when you're going to different parties and meeting people, obviously some of them may not know your actual name. It may just be someone who's got my Snapchat. So then, because I'm seeing some people more and more, so I'm like, oh, I saw him at one party, <coughs> I saw him at this party, that party, but I didn't get his name. I got his Snapchat, it's El Chapo. So eventually, El Chapo started like going on. And some of my friends would just start to call me El Chapo. So then, when I decided to do music, yeah, I had to be like, oh, like, what am I gonna choose? Mm. And because so many people already called me El Chapo, I was like, cool, El Chapo, but El Chapo, I just cut out L and left Chapo. And I've got to put it back to my guy Carlos, sorry, because back in the day, he was El Diablo. El Diablo and I was El Chapo, so it was kind of our three. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I chose it for my stunt name and developed from mm-hmm. there. And then Chapo Cozy, obviously, because of Flex Cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, with the whole Flex Cozy, are you guys essentially a group? Are you going to just like make music together? Like, what
0: exactly is that? Is like a label or? Yeah, so does open for those that don't know, Flex Cozy is, i described it as a collective, and I wouldn't even describe it as explicitly a music collective, just a collective in general and it's me, Esloka and JXL who if you check you'll see them in countless of my songs from before Mm -hmm. but basically we make music together and I wouldn't say independently but I'd say by ourselves like I'll still send JXL my tracks, he'll give input, let me know what he thinks kind of thing and I think we just kind of support each other in other avenues as well Mm -hmm. as music so just in life in general and we're also very very close friends Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd say you can consider it as a music label because all of us are independent artists but if you check my release if you see who do I release on it will be Flex Cozy mm-hmm. and god willing one day Flex Cozy will be a music label mm-hmm. but yeah I think for now we're just a collective and there's lots of stuff that I think people should be waiting on the future for because we've got a lot of plans and we're hoping we can put some of them into action.
1: Following on from that obviously know, so you, you talked about being independent do you think that you'd want Flex Cozy to be a label do you think like a lot of artists are doing now, stay independent, you don't, you're not like obviously a lot of artists don't sign like record label contracts, do you think that's something you thought about or is that a thing where you,
0: you'll like, think about it when you get there? I feel like I've definitely considered it and I've had conversations with JXL and Loco about it and even just other artists in general mm-hmm. and at first, when I first started it, in my mind getting signed was probably what I was more wanting to happen mm-hmm. but now over time and I've done the independent thing for a while mm-hmm. and especially with all the stuff coming out so you saw like Megan The Stallion with her record deal and all these people that talk about advances and these things and not reading really the actual contract through and being shed by labels. I think independent is definitely the way to go for some time but then being said with that people need to understand that when you're independent it is so tough and so challenging for yourself if you don't have a support system so I'm very lucky to have GXL and logo who can help me and although it doesn't seem like it, music is a lot of stress financially if you're not blessed because you don't consider studio time, you don't consider artwork if you can't make it yourself. Um, production because you've got to get a mix and mastered you've got to buy your beats and that kind of thing so I feel like although it's well and said being independent but if you want to consistently release good music and to a high quality standard you're gonna to have to spend a lot of money and for some people you could be in a situation where it's do you want to be independent and keep all your profits and struggle for now or maybe have success later or would you rather have better releases or more supported kind of music and signed to a label if possible. I think if Flex, well, when Flex Cozy does become a music label, I definitely wouldn't wanna do what the labels already are doing. I think we'd try and do it differently and support the artists mm-hmm. independently in the same way that we have come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. In terms of you guys
1: as artists, would you say that how you as artists is unique, or do you think that? your sound is similar to any other artists out there and if you are like is there so like yeah do you think your sound is similar to any artists out there that are like currently big or currently open or any maybe artists that people may not know at the moment
0: yeah i think everyone likes to think that their music is unique and people aren't doing what they're doing mm-hmm. but it's also Within a certain framework or within a certain extent, so like I get told by people, I've had comparisons to like, oh, when I made Leap of Faith, for example, someone said that sounded like a Dave track, uh, Yinks, you know, Yinks Yink said intro on Path of Faith sounded like Lil Wayne to him and that. So I feel like you can get general and rough comparisons, but mm-hmm. for me, because so if I did more slow songs or more like deep lyrics consistently mm-hmm. then maybe I'd get the Dave comparison more and more and mm-hmm. more but I think also what comes with me like switching beats and stuff like that it's not really easy for someone to say oh you sound like this guy or that guy but whereas if I was doing not to like stereotype but if I was just doing drill music for example they could easily be like oh he sounds like clavish and sometimes going into that people are thinking about the beat and the kind of thing as well but no nah, I don't really get anyone that from a lot of my songs or a lot of people say to me you mm-hmm. sound like this but maybe I'm still yet to discover the person. Mm. So do you consciously make the music think about that or do
1: you just hear the beat and then do you and start to yeah is that something I'm going to make?
0: I think before because I feel like I look at music differently now when I first started it was more like how can I make a banger what will people like will this song make me blow what can I put to make it blow that kind of thing but now I use it more and more to kind of express myself or my inner thoughts and feelings. So like a lot of people say music is therapeutic and I agree with that to such a large extent that it's easy for me to portray how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking on a beat. But if I was to try and explain that to someone with just words it would be very difficult. So I think nowadays I just try and make music that can be a reflection of me which is what I was very um, focused on with Path to Pave. So like I want people to listen to my music and I feel like if you know me, you will clock a lot of things that just the general person wouldn't understand. So like the people that live with me, for example, may get like 90% of my bars because I might talk about something we order, something we eat, something we watch. So like on the mixtape on OT, one of the bars is uh, like When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. subconsciously I didn't even realise because that's not a typical film I'd watch one of my housemates of last year was like oh don't you remember when we watched this film and this is this, this because he clocks that kind of thing whereas I think, i just realised I've gone so far from the question <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no a lot of like um, not big artists but for example when they say um People are like going to like pop culture or he's trying to go commercial with the kind of thing now. He's mm-hmm. just making music like moonwalk, slide, you've never been on a glide. Like, mm-hmm. That's what slaps don't like, so get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like that. No, I think at the end of the day, my music's a reflection of me, it's my therapy. Just to end this, the perfect example is so one time I was feeling bared down about a girl from my past or whatever. So then, if you listen to my black box, The second, the second thing I did on my black box, at first I just wrote it because I was just like it was just a way to get how I was thinking and feeling off my chest, and I actually felt so much better after writing that, which is why I also wanted to put it as part of my black box. I think from there on, that was like a real signalling point to me that if I'm feeling a type of way about something and I write bars about it, I will feel better. And I think yeah, so that's what I try and do with my music.
1: Okay. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you really explain that, like, how, yeah, the journey that you make with your music, because I said music is a journey, like, people, I don't know if people think that music is just to the studio and write a song, like people don't realise that's it's a lot more than that, it's a lot more something you may go through in a day or something you may see that's, like, you start, you write about, or, like, it's constantly your life, you're writing about, like, constantly things you see, you hear, and then you put into music, so I feel like. People don't really understand how much time it takes and how much you're constantly thinking about it like that four-hour studio session so you may have making a song could be two weeks work two weeks
0: work of your life that you've gone through and made you make made that song you know what i mean and then i feel like you you've clocked it exactly it could literally be like i could be walking down the road see two men on a bus and then get like my gloves out or something and then i'll make a bar like two men in the back of the bus in my pocket i look for my glove you know mm-hmm. but all it was was just what i was doing at the time mm-hmm. what i was seeing mm-hmm. and i'll think oh that's a really good bar so the next time i go to make a song or a song i spit on a beat i'll use that bar just literally just like you said mm-hmm. things you're seeing in your life um, around. so
1: from when you first started making music first started releasing songs now that you've released your mixtape album, mixtape. Mixtape. Okay, so now that a mixtape, what was that journey like and so you decided you are going to do it and then you making each song, Like how long did it take, how long was that process of you doing that?
0: Yeah so when I first started music I used to just like I said I used to kind of make songs that I thought would do and mm-hmm. more other people would like because I was very in a culture of making music not for my friends but kind of like I'd make a beat, I'd write some bars and I'd show my friends and be like, oh yeah, this is sick and they'd be like, this is sick and i get gas. but I'd have to pay for something different because I wanted to make a mixtape back in the day, time ago like 2018, like when I was like a year into it and my guy Loic, he was like to me, nah bro, don't do it, don't do it hit the singles, let them know you a bit more keep going, keep pushing, keep the consistency and then eventually do it so it was last year December, when mm-hmm. I started Path to Pave, I had two days off of work, but I couldn't go home. It was around Christmas time, so I was like, Oh, cool, I'm just gonna spend these two days in the studio. And at first, when I began Path to Pave, which is why I think it was such a like special journey, is because I didn't know what it was gonna become. Like, I didn't have 11 tracks, the cover art idea, all well, of that back then. I was just, I'm gonna go in the studio for, so I think I did 22 hours over those two days. So it's like a lot of time in the studio. And I started with the idea that I'd have around seven tracks. And initially, initially when I recorded in December, I said, oh, I want to release in Feb, like that kind of thing. But then obviously, as you know, with life, things never work out as you initially intend. So then, because it's like things like that, that's what I mean as part of the independent artist, maybe I want to go studio again, but if I've done a 10 hour session, You've got to figure out the kind of maths that i've just spent and i've done that two days in a row so that maybe if i even want to go back like the next week or a week after but i look at my bank account and it's not adding up Mm -hmm. I have to bake off for a bit Mm -hmm. with a mixtape as well like buying all the beats so like buying seven or eight beats for a table that kind of thing is a lot but yeah just back to the question with the journey so from like feb obviously i'm like oh i'm gonna hit it then gonna get this out in like summertime let me just work on it till then. And from December, when I did that first long studio session, I would continuously listen to those songs. Like, even if I wasn't going go to go studio anytime soon, I'll just be listening to the songs, listening to the songs. Some of the ones I had from the start were Touch, um, Civilian was made on the first day. Yeah, was gonna, yeah. Party was made actually in 2018, and I was going to shelf that. But eventually, one of my friends, Hugh, he loves that track. Yeah, I like that so one a I lot, like, part. I want to look, yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm going to add this to the tape. But then yeah, so then obviously after Feb, we had the whole pandemic stuff. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to studio. I had to leave uni and go home home. So I was parked off at home just thinking, what can I do? So I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna start some sort of build up. on oh, 4.20, I released Mary Jane and So High, some songs to kind of get going. I considered them for the tape, but I didn't think they'd fit what I wanted because at the time it was only seven tracks. And then I don't think I got back into the studio till like July when the lockdown and everything cooled down and chilled for a bit and then August, I spent a lot of time in the studio Mm -hmm. working on it when I was just listening, I was listening, I was listening I sent out the seven tracks to a lot of people and I had a lot of good feedback so then yeah, I was just like, let me just see what I can do with this so then I started to consider the possibility of adding new songs and working on new music that could fit in with the aesthetic of Path to Pave Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't know, I had the intro Mm -hmm. I had an intro that I made in the first session Mm -hmm. called Lost in the Source, which is still very good, but for me it felt too much like an album track, but it wasn't until maybe like August or October that I was like, no October, sorry, August or September, that I was like, I'm definitely not putting this on the fig. And the intro that people hear on the tape was actually the last track I made, and I think I made it in like November or October 2020. Mm -hmm. So it's very recent and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think it was just for me the main process of, the tape coming together was listening to the tape over and over again. And I listened to the tape so much in summer that I could be somewhere like I work trying to get through the time and I could literally spit the tape to myself from my head top and then go through the tape. And I think that helped me so much because when I'm just literally reciting the bars on the top of my head and there's no music going on. I'm in a situation where I have to focus on other stuff. I'm just picking up the words and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm saying. This is the message I'm portraying. And even with the order that it plays around, it was just listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. But subconsciously, I was ordering it and how it would make sense, because what I realised at the end of it, once I'd come to my like, oh, this is the order, I put the features like track three, track five, track seven, track nine. So it's like you get a bit of me. You hear me and someone else you get a bit of me hear me and someone else but that wasn't my intention Mm -hmm. i just wanted the tape to flow through and i've got a shout out my producer Yukesh because to a large extent the stuff i make is like we make because i value his opinion a lot i've been using him since 2017 so i trust what he says so like sometimes it's even if i think something and i disagree with him i might take his side because i know where he's coming from and like tracks like the greatest ever so we spent, we did the first day of those two days initially, one was in um, Norfolk, and the second one was in Wood Green, and it was just me and him in Wood Green for 10 hours, and I would, I didn't have the track written, so I'd say like four or eight bars, and then when it wasn't something that was good enough, we'd stop it, and he'd just play the beat again, and those bars from before would play, and I'd keep going like that, so it's like he actually writes song with me, songs with me, so then I think he put his input into it, JXL and Slocal obviously had a lot of input as well into the order. But I think when I listen to it, like when you listen to it and it's like nothing like, disrupts your soul, it sounds weird, but mm-hmm. if you're like a, uh, a creative, you kind of notice that when you're watching an episode and you're like, ah, oh, the episode just flows mm-hmm. perfectly. I got to a stage where i like, this is it. And I think the last thing I did, just to end this off, was when I swapped. So initially, Money on the Line, when I made it, because I made it late as well, I thought this sounds like an outro. So it was an outro. And for a long time, I had it as the last track. But then when I was like listening, 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 I realised the greatest ever has to be the last Mm -hmm. track. It's arguably the best track on the tape. Mm -hmm. It's got to be there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's just, sorry for all the moments. No, it's
1: calm, it's calm. I feel like it's good, it's very, it's good the way you're explaining it. In terms of that last track, that last song, obviously, if you've listened to it, it's basically a song for your mum. What was it like you playing that song to her for the first time?
0: you know what, I can't lie, I was very very emotional mm. because, so I was in Nigeria and um, it was actually earlier, well no, last year now around this time last year exactly, I was in Nigeria for a wedding and I went from Ibadol to Lagos, if you're Nige you know, that was a long journey I was just showing my cousin my music and I showed him the greatest ever and he cried, so then I was like rah, Like I didn't even think the song could have like that effect on someone so mm. when I got back I told my mum about it She was like, oh, let me hear the tune. And I had to, like, watch her listening to it. But she had airpods in, and I was just watching her face. And as I'm seeing her, like, smile and stuff, I was like, rah. And obviously, you see with me, I understand. When someone tells me something's good, not like people lie a lot, but you're not going to show someone your music, and they're going to go, this is shit. And especially my mum. So I always expected her to say, like, she likes the song. But it more really kind of showed me that she enjoyed the music and appreciated it was, she was like, oh, my uncle, my aunt were around at the time. She was like, come listen to this, come listen to this, like hear this song and I think she really appreciated it and even like my brothers and my sisters they appreciate the song as well so it's definitely something that I'm very happy I did it was because a lot of people after the tape said to me that well I didn't expect you to make a song like that or put something like mm-hmm. that but it's yeah. just what I meant it's kind of the journey I come to the music mm-hmm. uh, where I want everything to kind of uh, portray my mm-hmm. life and show me like show me, and I love my mom so much. <laughs> like yeah, So, no, yeah, so yeah. I had to make a check that mm. shows that to people. Okay. Yeah, no, I understand that completely. So
1: why when you what was so for that album from Road"? You did you have the name of it ready, or did you write this? Have all the
0: songs nah. then? so sorry to interrupt. No, it's of Yeah, that, see, that's the question. So because a lot of people, I do this with songs as well. Um, So I don't really go into a song knowing the name of the song, I more write the bars and as the song develops and the song grows, I start to think of, okay, so if there's a catchy part, so like Leap of Faith, take a leap of faith, Mm -hmm. obviously I'm going to call that one Leap of Faith, but like some songs like Touch, Touch is the name of the beat as it was listed on YouTube, Mm -hmm. it's not the name of the actual song, and if you listen to the song, we don't really emphasize Touch at all, so I feel like me, I'm very... Un, um, uncommon, like kind of weird with name and stuff. Mm-hmm. So path the pave was. It's like a something I felt in me, like i got a path to pave, and I used to say it. But I didn't think I was gonna call the tape that. I think I was. I was just. I wanted something to do with chopper or like crazy, like that kind of thing. But then when I made the songs and I saw the message, like I said, I was listening back to it. I was like, I'm really talking about like my life and what I want to happen and mistakes I've made and how I want to go forward and from like different perp- um, perspectives. So then that's when I was like, yeah, path to pave is definitely and like I know I say path to pave. I think obviously I say it on the intro, but with the intro I already knew it was gonna be path to pave when I made that. But like I say, path to pave on the greatest ever, and like I said, that track was not a freestyle, but we like made it as we were going, and I didn't even know. And I think it just perfectly encapsulated everything that I wanted the tape to say. Yeah.
1: I feel like, having listened to the tape a few times listened to each song individually, I feel like you can definitely see what you mean about it wasn't consciously you didn't know, make one song to make another one. You can tell that you're at different points in your life when you made each song. You mm-hmm. I mean? Like you can see, okay, maybe you're a bit younger this time, or something had happened, you tried this, you wrote this song. The name fits the songs and then fits how if you listen to the song from intro to a last song, you can feel you can still have a journey into the songs. I feel like the way that you, you order the songs well fit fitted well. And I feel like also along with how you've got like different sections of the album, like you've got like your more uplift, like like party, scenes like that, and then you've got your other tunes earlier on. So I feel like having that mix shows that you thought about mix it when you thought about how you're going to structure it and everything so i feel like stuff like that pe- pe- some people may not deep when this is like, because i do know you i see that do you know mm-hmm. what i mean You can see that you thought about the order you want to do it in terms of when you were finished with it and you knew it was ready mm-hmm. when did what was your decision to like release it in the new year was it just a thing where you just thought you know what that's just the best time to release it. New Year, this is what's my first thing that I'm gonna accomplish. This is like the first race like get ready for the new year, start off the year. Well, was it like what was your full process in terms of?
0: Yeah, so initially <clears throat> initially initially I was so committed to releasing it in Chapo Chappa 2020. Like mm. I even put on my Instagram as I well said Chapo. If you look back uh it's a post where I'm in a white PSG tracksuit, and this was because I knew what I had coming. I put chapel 2020, people are saying this is your year, it's coming, my closer friends that I saw, like uh, throughout, hour people that heard one or two songs would have seen that um, it was coming and they were like, oh when's it coming bro, when's it coming, but like I told you at first I wanted to come in Feb, then I wanted to come in summer and Covid happened Then I was like okay, maybe September when uni starts, but then because I wasn't able to get things done or because I wasn't sure with like the order I didn't want to release it until i knew it was ready and it got to a stage where i was like i've already delayed this so much that i don't want to release this if i'm not happy with it mm-hmm. so i think it got to like just, like october november is when i could start to see okay this is coming like to actual fruition like it's coming together and i was initially wanted to release it on december the 1st and i planned to shoot videos last year but then obviously we had the second lockdown which i didn't anticipate and that forced me to kind of rethink how i wanted to do it and everything was just getting pushed back later and later i couldn't get in the studio because even after i have recorded it i still have to sit there with my producer or him do it and go through each track and like mix and master so that was uh, something that i couldn't get to do for a while because of covid restrictions so then when i thought about releasing in december it was down. i was like when in december and i was like you know what this year has just been so bad and I don't feel like this is like something to like summarize the year or to do with 2020. I said, this is to show people kind of the new year, the new, the proper music, because coming through the whole of last year, whenever anyone would ask me, oh, like about music, this, 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 I'd be like, but don't worry, just wait, I've got Path of The Pave coming, Like this is a real music. So I thought the 1st of January, new year, mm-hmm. new start, new beginnings. And I just think everybody, with a new year want something new in their life so i thought this mm-hmm, is my chance to yeah. give them something to kind of listen to and i didn't even consider it was only like a week or two after i decided that i thought oh so many other people are gonna have this idea but i was just like uh i had like tunnel vision i was just like focused on like let me get this out and it gave me enough time to kind of set it up to be released okay so, <laughs> the,
1: so like the fit, still so like of the fit <laughs> <laughs> um so in terms of the new and you've just released the album 2020, still, still in January, still early on. What's your plans for like, the rest of the year? Do you, do you plan on, because I'm sure you still want to release more music, or do you plan on tonight, taking a hiatus?
0: Yeah, I said to myself, because it came to a point where, like I said when I was talking about the independent artist that I could probably still release music and be comfortable to an extent but it's like Mm -hmm. when I was putting a lot into the mixtape not even just money but time energy like that kind of thing like Mm -hmm. research as well I was thinking that I began to take away from my other things Mm -hmm. but I said I'm not going to stop the mixtape let me get the path to pave done so then I've kind of said to myself um, I want to see the reaction from path to pave before I decide what I'm going to do next mm-hmm. so far that reaction has been so positive mm-hmm. thank you everyone that's like streamed if you haven't I'm gonna stream now but it's been so good that I'm going to do a couple videos to keep pushing because I feel like people do want to see videos some people have spoke to me about it um so hopefully you'll see three maybe four videos this year for me and then it's, even with that I was
1: gonna when you first released it I was kind of doing like a little listening party, yeah. to of all that reactions like each song. It's not I written to it, hardly do it, but <laughs> I was planning on doing something like that. I don't know, maybe the next song you drop, yeah. I'm like, about would be something that we could, you know, sort out trying to yeah, do, sure. do, do like a little reaction to the music, maybe the video as well if you yeah, do yeah, make a video, video for it. Yeah. Maybe the video that you that you might record for the album, I think, obviously. I think it'll be interesting to see how you decide to shoot the video for certain songs. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. videos are very important. Like videos can make a difference to how a song blows up. So do you know what I mean? So like, and even even stuff like videos might not relate to exactly what the song is about. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that's another creative aspect that I'm definitely excited to see how you decide to do that. Yeah. Because you could have a song that tells a story, and then within that video, you tell the story as well. And that can be something that people may see and like relate to or could be some on the complete flip side where the song is completely different than the video. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a video can make a song bigger than it is. So I feel like it's doing that, that's something that I know like that I assume that you're thinking about how exactly you want to shoot with certain videos.
0: Yeah, I think what you said is exactly hits the nail on the head where a video could make the song bigger than it is because nowadays with the music a lot of people like even if you're streaming if i listen to something on spotify i could be doing something else i'm not really paying attention this this but when i'm watching the video regardless i'm going to hear the full song as Mm. well and if the video is something good so it could be a case where your song is better than the video but Mm. because your video is not exciting or people don't want to watch it or they don't like the concept they're just going to click off but whereas if you have a good video, so like I say this for intros as well, because sometimes when I listen to music, like when I'm looking for beats, if I don't like the first like three or four seconds, I'm not going to listen to the beat. But if you're watching a music video, even if you don't like the three or four seconds of the song, if what you're seeing is keeping you interested mm-hmm. until the song can develop, mm-hmm. then you're going to keep more people and get more mm-hmm. Literally, to yeah. so I to it. Um, like the process that I've been using to plan these videos Mm. has been much more thorough than how I would have done it in the past. I feel like to some extent I used to kind of freestyle my videos or I'd have a rough plan but now I've been like going as far to make like treatments for the videos and I feel like everybody will have a slightly different kind of aspect or view that they want to see or that they think the video should be like but for me I'm just going to try and portray how each song was initially intended so what i mean by the song and what i kind of want people to take obviously within my means within my parameters as well because obviously like i said i don't want to keep doing that to being independent but it's different from what you're able to do like the budget for them mm, yeah, so yeah, people, whereas yeah. if i'll sign to a label and they say you can have 10 bags to shoot this video you know, a lot and I mean, yeah, yeah i can do a lot more than me trying to finance it out of my private work or anything i do or any support i get but I think from it, it should definitely still be a very good experience. I'd say the videos towards maybe summertime and that, I'm definitely very, very, I'm excited for all of them, but I'm particularly excited mm-hmm. for those ones. And yeah, I, just, I can't wait to see what people think. and I really do enjoy the process of releasing videos and videos are always a weird one because like when I make music, I can think about how I want to change it and do like that. But for example, with a video, once I've shot the video on the day, that's it. It's out of my hands. I can't do anything about it. So Mm -hmm. I'm always ah, and you have to wait because obviously it's not like you know edited. It's not something that someone can just edit a video in a day. Mm -hmm. So it can wait two, three weeks, even going months Mm -hmm. sometimes for the videos to come back. So um, yeah, I'm excited for the process. I've had a lot of time to think about it. I've done a lot of research. I've got more help than I would have had before so i'm um, just yeah waiting to release and in terms of like the listening party i did want to host a listening party and i was thinking about uh, when can i drop this 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 but obviously with uh covid it kind of just brings so many yeah. circumstances that it made a listening party virtually impossible mm-hmm. one of my friends said something about doing like a clubhouse listening party yeah or well, virtual ones so and i thought like about that. that but it was just at the time that he made me aware of it I think it was like two days before path to pave was gonna drop or something mm-hmm. and like now i like to be more meticulous with things so i wouldn't want to try and put it together at the last minute mm-hmm. and if not flop but it not be what i wanted to do or even just i would not want to do it without me feeling too good about it mm-hmm. so like I just yeah. said, with path to pave it's just going to be something gradual that i let the people know and hopefully like you said maybe we can do like a, a live viewing or i could like premiere the video for people to watch you and watch but With me, I'm very much, once something's gone, I can't do anything about it, so, Mm -hmm. I didn't get the listening party there, but like you said, for future drops, future releases, it's definitely something that I'll be looking to involve. mm -hmm. Yeah. Going on from
1: that, obviously you've talked about when you've made certain songs, how certain parts of it you have, like, freestyled. So going on from that, (laughs) I wanna ask you to do a quick little freestyle for me. okay. If that's calm, if you (laughs) I mean, alright, cool. So I found the beat, which I think suits you kind of well. So I don't know, I don't know how you want to do it. You want me to, you want to just spit some bars, think about some bars, or if you want to know, you to give me a word or however way you want to do it. And you play the beat,
0: I'll try and do it like a a 16. Okay, I'll mess up. I'll mess up. (laughs) Don't worry, don't worry, Alright, cool. I'm not. Ah okay. I'm mm-hmm. gonna just, just teach you well. yeah. up. To you it's the snow show I'm just chilling with my bro I watch it on my P4 laptop or phone Before I sleep at night sometimes I get smoke Niggas talking bread but me I'm talking dog, cause I'm making it Every other day I'm shaking it Cooking in my kitchen because you know I'm really baking it Girls in their crib took it smack but they're taking it Me I really don't like when people they be faking shit Ah oh, people hate a lot, me I try to make a lot People just slowing down but me I'm trying to take off Trying to take off shit, getting upset Like an amigo, sucking barf, offset Married a car, sucking in a larry Aye,
1: aye, 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 aye <laughs> You know it, you know it, you know it <laughs> Aye, that was cold, that was uh, cold yeah. That was cold, nah, that was good, you know I think it's, last week I was thinking Oh, uh, you do a little, like, two or three bars And you fall off, that was you, that, that, uh, nah, nah. that was sick, that was sit, down, sit, down, sit. was sick So, when you recorded it, it's it's something like that, where it's just going off?
0: Nah, I think recording is so so different, so like, the same way I started that, I would do something like that, that's more similar to how I write the bars, Mm -hmm. so I would maybe go like that like oh it's the snow shot bro bro and then when i know for certain like, oh that bar is cold or i want this bar to be in the song i'll be like cool i'll start again it's the snow shot mm-hmm. and then maybe instead of what i said before because i was freestyling, I'll, like, okay, I'll be like okay slow mo and i'll be like okay snow shot bro bro slow mo mm-hmm. and i think it's like the basic way i do it is kind of i know my rhyme scheme so i know how I want it to follow, so like the sounds and how I want the words to end mm-hmm. and I kind of fill in the bars in between mm-hmm. so when I get in the studio most of the time nowadays, before I used to have everything written like mm-hmm. my first, one of my first couple sessions I actually went there with it printed out so I could like read it off the paper but nowadays i like him more and more it's my guy M Squared on Money on the Line mm-hmm. since he's been to the studio more and more he's more of someone that experiments Mm-hmm. and I think it works well. So tracks like Intro and Money on the Line, when I went to the studio, I had a rough idea, like the chorus, mm-hmm. but I didn't have like their verse written, for example. And I'd kind of say the bars in the studio and go off, but it's um, saying the bars and I'm excluding bars which aren't right or don't fit the vibe. But at the same time, that being said, that is also a very kind of risky process. And I feel like you have to have studio time. So I do that. I'd go without things finished if I've got like a 5 or a 10 hour session but if I'm only going for 2 or 3 hours mm-hmm. and I've got to get a song done then I'm I'm not going to go there without knowing exactly what I'm doing knowing all of the bars but nowadays I realise that I don't have to be in the studio to kind of feel like that it's just sometimes the vibe helps I can just take my time and write it at home mm-hmm. and then go to the studio and kind of execute my vision that way yeah, no. you see, yeah I'm-
1: I understand that, I understand that, how like, it's definitely different with certain songs and certain yeah, things it's yeah. like, it just depends but I think mean, having that versatility is very good in terms of being an artist, so that obviously I know some artists who are more just right and then they hear the beat, if it's too sick then they do it like that yeah. but having that versatility therefore makes it easier to write songs and write different types of songs yeah yeah because right. I feel like, for that like drug artist, it's like, you can write the bars and then it's just a beat that matters can like find a good beat. Yeah, find a good beat, but and because it's already pre-written, we need to find a good beat to complement that. But if you can like alternate your beat to the sound, side like the beat to like your lyrics, and it you just know. makes it like flow better, it makes it you more versatile eyes. Yeah, I
0: think with melodies, it's easier to write in the studio mm-hmm. because like if I want to make a melody, or if someone else wants to make a melody, you can kind of like hum, or like you don't have to have like rough sounds. You could even do it, You could do it with rap as well. But it's easier to do like an idea like that. Uh, mm-hmm. mm, 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 and then I do this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, I'd say that is something that I'm more inclined or more likely to write in a studio. But with mm-hmm. actual bars that I want to make sense, I'd rather kind of write them at home. And then even sometimes when you get to the studio, it could be slightly different because a lot of the time when you have like a line like. Uh, it's the snow show chilling with my bro bro Mm -hmm. I may end up doing that and I go to the studio and I realise Whoa, this doesn't sound right I can't say bro bro Mm I have to cut it to it's the snow show chilling with Mm -hmm. my bro or snow show doesn't fit in and you have to kind of alter the bars so when I had to like do that more and more sometimes it's harder to make decisions on the spot so I'd say if you're rapping like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's better to have the bars beforehand, unless you're like naturally talented you can just go in the booth and freestyle something mad but I'd say definitely to take pressure off yourself and make it easier uh, rap as well if you don't have time, I'd say write it beforehand and I tend to do that more but melodies and that kind of thing if I know also that um, I've got like the vibe down so like once I make like 8 bars or 16 I'm like okay cool I know kind of what I want to say and I have a rough idea but I'm not going to say it now because the state I'm in now or the mindset I'm in now it's not gonna be good enough. It's like mm-hmm. flow. I wrote like the first eight or sixteen of flow, and I was like, "This is possibly like a banger." I'm baking off. I'm not writing anymore. And then I chilled. I went to the studio. I spat a bit on it. I went home. I listened to it a bit more, and I was so very careful with the bars. So I feel like it differs with kind of each check, but as a rough consensus, if I had to say what I do most of the time, I like to go there with my bars written.
1: Mhm. No, I understand. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that definitely makes the so most sense. It makes the most. Especially the type of artist you are. In terms of your personal advice to people trying to do music, trying to make music, trying to be advice
0: for them. I think one thing that everybody says this and it sounds so cliche, but it's don't be focusing on like a time scale or like a I want to do this in a year or I want to be in this position in five years or thing. Have a plan obviously Mm -hmm. and try as well as you can to stick to that plan. Or for example, saying something as I want to blow by them is such an ambiguous term. What does blow mean? How many students do you want? Who do you want to be seeing you? Do you just want to be bait? Do you want that kind of thing? And when you really see it it's so consistently that I'm seeing this thing of the artists that are blowing have been grinding and Yeah, I think I saw it, like Central C Yeah Must yeah. I, I don't know I think
1: it was post where I'm daily talking about work and I think you know now in the last year I started to blow up produce songs. Even artists like that obviously similar area to where I'm from, like people you, who you know of, and it's like, it takes, like, people don't realise how many hours or songs people can take to release before that one song that blows up. I think people, seeing artists, like Central C who had that one song and then blew up, off, blew up off that, but it really isn't the case. Like, people really release a lot of songs, spend a lot of hours before they can have one song which puts them on their map. even when they are on the map they need to be consistent with it again because
0: as easily as you can blow up it's as easy as you're gonna fall off exactly and i'd say one thing is we're getting better it was i get better with time but i got better with kind of experience so with actually going through it making songs releasing music going more and more and more Mm -hmm. and more that that is the best way to improve i think that's why you see people with like a home studio I feel like it's such an easier way for you to excel but then obviously there's cost and other things involved with that but like say I get an idea, now I can write down my idea, I can record it over WhatsApp which is what I do to kind of get a sound of it or Snapchat or whatever, hear it back that kind of thing and then think about oh this 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 but if I had a studio at home I can actually spit the bars on the exact beat, see how it would sound and then just continue to formulate that kind of things there. So I know some artists that have like 1k on release songs, like 500, 600, even more than that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you've seen maybe 20 songs that this guy has done and you're thinking he's so cold, but you're not understanding the work behind it. And it's just like anything you want to do in life. Mm -hmm. Mm. Practice makes perfect. You have to take time to work on it. And also with other people's opinions, I feel like it can be so difficult. When I want to get um, someone's perspective from my music, I try and target people from like different avenues. So I think like with you, for example, I know what type of music you listen to. So if I send you a song, I'm not going to send it to other people that I know listen to the same songs as me or you. I'm going to send it to somebody else that might even like house music or something just to see how they'd react to this type of song. But I think honestly, like I'm getting so much into it now, at the end of the day, your opinion matters most. Don't let yourself get blindsided and think I'm the greatest, I'm the bestest, this. obviously that's a good mentality to have, but be very critical of yourself and I feel like you can take other people's opinions into consideration, but at the end of the day, you have to be able to have the final say and you have to be able to get to a point where you know that this is release quality mm-hmm. and one thing I think that is good to do with that is to set benchmarks so like for me, when I made Icon, I said, okay, this is a banger, people told me it's a banger. If I'm going to make another good song, it has to be better than Icon. Then I made Leap of Faith. Leap of Faith was better than Icon. Leap of Faith, some people may still say it's the best, but I feel like i have then again, leveled up now. So when I was saying I have to make better songs than Leap of Faith, mm-hmm, I made Touch. So then now for me, next time I'm gonna go into it and release something after Path to Pave, that I'm thinking of, I'm like, wow, this has to be better than Touch, better than Intro, better than Greatest Ever. And I think it's just continuously improve. It's like they say in life, you're not racing with the world you're racing with yourself, Mm -hmm. so as long as you're improving with each track, getting better, understanding more about the music, then I think you're on the right journey, you're on the right path. So, obviously, yeah, we we spoke about a lot,
1: we've talked about your journey, I think you've given Mm -hmm. a bit of advice that you can
0: with people, Um, is there anything else you want to add or speak about really? Yeah, all I was going to say is just like things I'm only starting to do now that I wish I was doing from the start is shout radio people like that kind of thing. And even if, like, because a lot of the time you're not going to get replies with this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you're like just sending it to like people that don't know you. But sometimes just ask them for feedback because these are people that are actually in the industry that you might want to get into or you want to get your things played. I'd say as well with when anybody's asking to support their thing, not even just with music, you know, it's like something in general and you would have seen it always support people because you're gonna want them okay so always support people that you'd want to support mm-hmm. you yeah 100% like that kind of thing 100%. but other than that man I'd say the main thing about music is enjoy it, mm-hmm. use it for what it can be I use it for therapy to some extent mm-hmm. and I think it's so good in that aspect as in it helps me to get stuff off my chest it helps me to feel, feel better mm-hmm. the whole process is therapeutic of Chilling on the mic, spitting bars, sitting back, letting my producer do some stuff, thinking about what I can change, like that kind of thing. And yeah, just don't lose yourself in the music. Don't turn to drugs because of music, like that kind of thing. Just honestly, put put God into your music as well if you can. Pray about your songs. Pray about your drops. But other than that, yeah, man, just make sure you're enjoying it because at the end of the day, you're gonna be possibly spending a lot of money and time and Mm -hmm. energy, and you don't want to do anything that you're not enjoying. Mm -hmm. One hundred percent.
1: 100 percent okay i feel like yeah we've gone through a lot and if there is if there are people that are interested in music interested in this music hit him up i'll put his yeah. details below shout me shout man. make sure this is to
0: part of the on spotify app now music, all platforms youtube music hmm. uh instagram is Chapel. my twitter is chapeau cozy check our collective insta as well as flex cozy if you like my hoodie, check North Egg Friends on Insta, man, They're some cool stuff. Mm. But yeah, apart from that, thank you, man. No worries, bro. Watch no worries. the snow show as well. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, so all those details will
1: be below. If you haven't noticed, the past few episodes that have, the intro song has been Fugazi. Or So yeah, if you, if you like that intro, check out the album. It's out now. Spotify, like I said, all platforms. But yeah, this a bit of a snow show, my boy Chaco, Chapel to Cozy. <laughs> Come on.
0: Uh, we'll see you see you next week.